Welcome to the St. Gabriel Catholic Radio Weekly Faith Dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for the first week of February and as we celebrate Catholic Schools Week. Welcome, Your Excellency, Bishop Brennan. Thank you very much, and happy Feast Day. Yes, the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord. Indeed, we're, we're, we're speaking on Tuesday, the February 2nd, the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord. Um, it marks 40 days after Christmas when Mary and Joseph, following the dictates of the law uh, of, of the Scriptures, brought their firstborn child to the temple to be presented to the Lord. Um, it's a great, great feast. It kind of rounds out our Christmas celebration and, um, and, and, and reminds us that, that, you know, when, when Jesus was presented in the temple, God arrived in his temple mm. and God came to dwell among us. So it is, it's a, it's a, it's a great feast. And you know, Bill, today we, uh, on the feast of the presentation in a very particular way, we honor and celebrate all those women and men who are in consecrated life, um, who serve as religious brothers or sisters who and priests, um, and give a, a tremendous witness um, as Jesus was presented, consecrated, set apart. We think of people who actually set apart their lives, their, their, their whole lives as, as, a, as a gift, as an offering to God. Um, and God is never outdone in generosity. God does great things for them. And we are so blessed here in this diocese, um, with the witness of religious life, with, a, with over a century, a century and a half, you might say, of religious witness of people who built up some of the great institutions we have here, um, and, um, and, and some of the witness of the religious congregations that have served, continue to serve, and now with some new congregations. So, indeed, we are richly blessed here. And uh, as a layman or woman, what is the best way to show our appreciation to those who have consecrated themselves to our Lord? Well, I'll say two things. One, um, obviously today, the, the, the best thing is to, uh, is to pray. To pray in thanksgiving and to pray that they will be sustained in their vocation and in their dedication to the Lord. And also, as I said, God is never outdone in generosity, pray that they will experience the rewards of their gift, that they will experience the help and the consolation and the strength of God in this life and, uh, and, um, and the promise of eternal life. So pray, pray for them, number one. Number two, um, when you do have a chance, it doesn't have to be today now, but when you have a chance to see um, one of our religious, um, just uh, maybe say a word of thanks. Thanks for your witness. Um, thanks for your service to God. Thanks for helping bring us closer to God. So uh, those two things, to s- say a prayer and to offer a word of thanks. I'll have the chance to gather with religious today, this afternoon, both in prayer and, um, and, and, and well, we normally would have a meal together um, we're doing that distantly too. Uh, <laughs> Father Stash went around yesterday, delivering um, a, a meal, a, a, a little bit of food. It's just mm-hmm. a token gift. Since we can't eat together, at least we can share food together. Oh, that would be beautiful, beautiful. Now we also celebrate Catholic Schools Week this week. There are 36 preschools in the Diocese of Columbus, 42 elementary schools, and 11 high schools. 
in 15 of the 23 counties in the Columbus Diocese. 1,400 educators in all those schools. So why do we do all this? Well, the main reason, the primary reason of our schools and the primary role of our educators is to give witness to the truth and to to Jesus as the center of that truth. Um, We're very blessed. You mentioned all of those educators, 1,400 educators. As educators, they play a a role in the church. They are ministers of the gospel. They're witnesses of the gospel. Um, And they help our students uh, to develop well-formed consciences, to to learn how to live the truth, to become missionary disciples. Um, And they do that by letting the, the, the students encounter Jesus both in a personal way, but through his word, they're formed in his word, and that word can take root in their lives, and then that's what makes them missionary disciples. So um, we count on our schools and on our educators to um, to transmit the gospel, to transmit the Catholic faith, um, to witness to the Catholic faith. So we are, as I said about religious life, we here are richly blessed by our schools, by our educators, um, and um, and the witness that they give to Catholic life. You know, I, w- I often say that probably one of the most effective tools for the long-term life of our faith comes through our Catholic schools. Now, that's not to say that there aren't others, in, and, and maybe even individual things more powerful um, we have some great missionary movements in, in this diocese and around the country and around the world. But as a whole, collectively speaking, Catholic schools give us the chance really to form a person, to be formed the whole person in that image and likeness of Christ. Everything is transmitted through that lens of faith, of, of wonder and awe in God's presence. So when you study science, for example, if, you know, as you know, science has helped us to see the power and the presence of God more powerfully than before. Uh, you know, it, it, science, the, the more you delve in, people like to manipulate science to say, oh, you see, it's all just uh, you, you know, cells and random chance. The more you delve in, the more you see the hand of God, the more you see the dignity of life. And, and so and, and, and in every aspect, our, children are being formed to, to see life as it really and truly is. Um, and then through that, to have that encounter with, with Jesus Christ. Do I wish that every family that had students in our schools was at Sunday Mass, uh, putting the pandemic aside, was was faithfully at at Mass? I do. I I wish we, and and all of our pastors lament this, I wish we we could engage the families even more than than they they are engaged. Um, And really, that's, if we don't have that, that's when schools lose their mission, that's when we lose our schools. Mm If um, there's there's no point in, in in all the investment in our schools if that's not a, an effect, I wish we had more. But I have to say this: if you look statistically nationwide, and studies have been done, even though it may be low, the 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 
greatest percentage of our, of, of mass going Catholics um, who are lifelong Catholics were formed in Catholic schools. So it does have a it does have a um, a measurable difference. It makes a measurable difference in people's lives and in the practice of their faith. Uh, it, it's far too low than what it should be, but it's it is um, it is a measurable difference. So we need to keep working at that and uh, be clear about our core. Be clear about um, transmitting the faith. And you know that's all the way through. Um, that's true in in uh, in Catholic universities. When you look at how Catholic universities are doing, it's the, the when when they lose their mission, when they're not faithfully transmitting Catholic faith unapologetically and boldly, they start to to wither. But you, where you see it proclaimed very boldly, you, you you see it thriving. Well, there's a reason for that because it's being true to the mission. That's kind of a secular reason, being true to the mission. But for us, the mission is Jesus Christ. And so in every level, from preschool all the way through to higher education, it's it's about forming in the image of Jesus Christ. And it takes effort. Uh, you mentioned the, the partnership with families, the Catholic schools partnership with families. It does take effort to um, kind of go against the current, to take your children to Mass or to maybe, as you talked about being a missionary disciple as a layman or woman, to encourage our children to be sure that they attend Mass and that they praise and honor our Lord at Mass. Exactly. Exactly. Because there's the most real encounter with with our Lord. You know, this past year has really struck home at the, um, that, core that the Eucharist plays in our lives, and, and, and certainly we went through that period where the, the, the conditions in, in the world and in society you know, with, with health and safety really impeded that for us um, for a period of time. And even now, the, uh, here in Ohio, as in many places throughout the United States, we still have that dispensation granted because, um, hey, we can't keep... We, we, we can't operate at full capacity, and people are still in vulnerable positions. But when, when when we weren't, for many of us, when we didn't have that regular access to the Holy Eucharist, we felt it. And we did what we could, and thanks to you at St. Gabriel Radio, thanks to our live streaming, so that people could still keep the Lord's Day holy and pray the prayers of the Mass. But we came to realize through that experience just how powerful the gift of God that comes to us in that encounter in the Eucharist. Um, and so, yeah, we want to share that. We want to be able to shout it out boldly and joyfully. Um, you know, I keep saying, and this is true in our schools, the joy of the gospel and the splendor of truth. We want to shout it, live it, and experience it. And, and the Eucharist is really the, the heart of that. And there is an ancient custom in Rome that um, you visit different churches during Lent, and that will be something that our diocese will be doing. I'm not sure if it's for the first time, but 40 days of adoration in different parishes throughout the diocese starting February 17th, Ash Wednesday. It is indeed a new initiative, um, and it's connected to our return to the Eucharist and our deepening our appreciation for the Eucharist. Um, and so, we, yes, 40 days of adoration. Um, it, it's the, the idea is, um, as 
our diocesan planning is centered around real presence, real future, um, the Eucharist is the heart and the soul of who we are as the people of God, as the Church. And so we want to highlight that. Um, you know, I one of the great things I, I celebrate here in um, Columbus is that great love for um, our Lord in the uh, Blessed Sacrament. And so we do have many places that have adoration all the time. Again, because of um, the health situation, we've had to curtail it in particular places. But to take 40 days, the 40 days of Lent, and intentionally, boldly focus on Jesus' presence in the Holy Eucharist. And so we have... St- Station churches, like they do in Rome, um, and uh, and and each day one of our parishes. In a couple of days, it, um, we we have a published list, and um, and that's on our website, um, and, uh, and and in the Catholic Times, and published all around. So um, so we'll have a published list of where you can go and the hours for adoration in each of those churches. But it it's it's making the point that we dedicate a time and a place. Um, a couple of those days we'll have two churches, and some parishes that didn't make the calendar may have um, either their own regular schedule or special times, but it's um, a very intense um, focus on visiting our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. And that list of parishes during those 40 days of adoration during Lent uh, will be at columbuscatholic.org. We also have it on St. Gabriel Radio's website, stgabrielradio.com. But be sure to attend those um, those uh, days of adoration if you can, and make sure that you check on the hours that they allow for adoration at that parish for that de- designated day. But your own parish, maybe some neighboring parishes, and for some others, maybe uh, on the way to work, that sort of thing. And for those overachievers, uh, you can go to every one of those days of adoration all over the Diocese of Columbus starting February 17th. Indeed. What what a great gift. So, um, so we look it's an odd thing to say. We look forward to Lent, don't we? <laughs> yeah, I think we do, especially this we year. It, we do. We look forward to, to Lent, to the rigors and the discipline of Lent, but also to the graces that flow. Um, and, uh, and, and again, I know not everybody can get out, so we encourage you to simply, even during Lent, to stay tuned to St. Gabriel Radio, stay tuned to... Um, your parishes and to the cathedral by live stream, um, and um, and and maybe if if you can't get to those churches, even to unite yourself in prayer. You see, one of the great blessings of Lent, and even of this activity, is our corporate work. Um, you know that we don't decide. This is a good time for us to have Lent. We're given a, we're given a particular forty days. You know, Ash Wednesday, it floats around, but we're, we, do, we do it together. Um, and so this a- exercise will be a corporate act on the church. So even if you can't get there, um, maybe you offer your prayers in union with those um, who are there in the church, but that together as a church we might grow holy with God, that we might bear witness to the joy of the gospel and the splendor of truth, um, you know, this 
as uh, we begin the, uh, a new presidential administration began, um, one of his first acts, and this is from a professed Catholic, um, was to increase access to abortion um, and to kind of push the agenda globally. So we have a lot of work bearing witness to the joy of the gospel and the splendor of the truth. Let's call on the Lord's help and um, and pray. Pray for um, for our church. Pray for the conversion of hearts and the transformation of the world. Pray for those um, who whose hearts have been hardened by the culture of death. Mm-hmm. And pray for those who have been hurt by that culture, um, those who have experienced abortion and who seek healing and can find it um, in the church, in the sacraments, and in her many movements. Um, these days, this week of Catholic Schools Week, and these 40 days of Lent, these 40 days of adoration, are, are gifts that can help us to deepen our unity with the Lord, our unity with each other in the Lord, and um, um, our witness for the joy of the gospel and splendor of truth. Bishop Brennan, could you close us with a prayer and a blessing? Indeed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Lord, as we commemorate the presentation of your Son in the temple, we realize and claim all the more your glorious presence among us. Help us, like Mary and Joseph, to be faithful to your law. Help us, like Simeon and Anna, to keep joyful watch and to be attentive so that we may recognize you in our midst and proclaim your goodness to all through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.